Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 220. We're going to talk about how you know when it's time to retire from coaching. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And again, make sure you take advantage of that EFP20. It's a great way for you to support the podcast and save that additional 20% on a great product. Also, if you want to support the podcast, become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. It's a very simple process. We're talking about $5, 10 or $20 a month. We really do appreciate the patrons that we have. They've been you know, very, very generous and have kept this podcast alive as long as it's been. Uh, but we definitely could use more people to come on board. So if you're in a position where you can help us, you see value in what we're doing, make sure you go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, one of those questions, how do you know when it's time to retire from coaching? And I guess there's many layers to this. In most cases, the people that we're talking to are people that are coaching at the travel ball level, high school level, rec level. I'm Hopeful that we have some professional coaches out there that uh, listen in periodically too. But to me, I think that the idea of why do I coach and am I doing it well enough that I'm contributing and is my enthusiasm and passion strong enough for me to keep doing it are all questions that are part of this discussion. I want to just kind of jump into it. Sometimes the idea of retiring is something that, you know, retiring from coaching is something that's very difficult for people to deal with. Sometimes you really don't have any choice, and sometimes you you know kind of have to you know I guess do a little soul searching and, and figure out what's the right thing to do. Yeah, like you said, Tori, I think there's a lot of different layers to it, and many people are motivated to even get started in it for different reasons. It's like, well, you know, we don't have a coach. Who's going to be the coach? Well, it's going to be me, right? And you know that person's digging in and figuring out how to make it happen and giving their time for probably their kid and and others as well for for it to happen, right? And they might not be the one that uh, that sticks with it for long enough to make it a painful departure, but uh, they're still giving their time and, and making it happen at that point. So they might leave it a little bit sooner. And the others that are, are sticking with it and going with it and, you know, enthusiastic and excited to figure out how I can make practice better to make my kids better. Right. And they're looking forward to, you know, the weekend uh, long day of practice or tournaments and they're excited about reaching out to college coaches and trying to create opportunities for the kids that they're working with. When some of those things start slipping away and, you know, maybe our, our daughter has uh, moved on or maybe I realize that I'm not quite into it enough or I'm not giving enough to give the kids the very best chance and, and I need to, you know, hand it off to someone else. Right. And, um, there's so many different layers to it like that. And Again, a constant evaluation of whether or not my excitement level is is at the point that's going to continue to contribute to the kids' growth. Yeah, right. Well, I think a lot of people get into the coaching world because they want to coach their kids or they want to help their kids have success. You know, a good friend of mine now is on his second daughter. I think she's a sophomore now in high school, and 
I've heard him say at least a hundred times, as soon as she's done playing and goes off to college, I'm going to be a fan. I'm not going to be coaching anymore. I'm going to hang up my clipboard. I'm going to hang up my you know coaching hat. I'm going to just be a fan. I'm going to watch her when she plays in college. And then when she's done with that, I'm going to you know go to the lake or whatever it is. I'll be, I'll be done with the softball field. And so I think the idea of if you're coaching because you want to be you know involved with your kid's development is a great w- reason to coach and a great reason to get involved with it to begin with. But I think you have to always be asking yourself the question, because I think you touched on it, that am I the right person to be coaching my daughter? And in some cases, it's absolutely true that you are the best person to do that. In some cases, maybe you know she's developed to the point and progressed to the point where she needs somebody that is you know, maybe a little bit more knowledgeable or a little bit more experienced, a little more enthusiastic, whatever it might be, to help her to continue to grow as a player. And I think the the balancing act in there is part of this discussion. And I think sometimes we retire because we want to just watch our kids play. Um, sometimes we retire because they just age out and, and we're not passionate enough about it to keep going forward to coach other people's kids if our kid's not involved. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And we've probably both come across those that even after their kids graduate out or age out that uh, they continue to go back and pick up a little group right. and keep it going. And um, I have a friend doing that right now. Continue to share the knowledge and, yeah. and that excitement. But that's when you're passionate and excited about being out there yourself too, that it's awesome. But something that you said, I think that's super important is that uh, how is this experience, me coaching my daughter, impacting our relationship? Yeah. You know, is that a stressful relationship at home just because I'm the coach or is that something that helps keep us close? And that's a question you got to ask too, because there's life after softball and, yeah. well, and uh, yeah. you know, that's more important to me. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about the whole you know, illusion of daddy ball stuff plenty of times on, on all the different platforms, you know, but I think one of the things that uh, sometimes the dad who's coaching their own kid um, has to keep that in perspective is, is my relationship with my daughter and my relationship with my daughter, the player, how do those two things interact? And again, it can go both ways. You can, you can favor your daughter and give her opportunities that she doesn't necessarily deserve, which is not necessarily a good thing. Or you can be super hard on your daughter and deprive her of opportunities that she deserves because you want to prove that you're not a daddy ball coach. Right. And that's not a good thing either. And so that balancing act for the people who get into coaching because they want to coach their kids is a really crucial thing to be paying attention to. If I'm having this discussion, if I'm having the thought already as a coach that is it about time for me to to give it up? Am I have I done all I need to do? I think that's a pretty clear indicator. If you're already thinking that, you probably should be giving some serious thought to the idea of retiring. Because to me, coaching at any level requires a level of commitment and passion for it that doesn't necessarily make rational sense. Right? You know, when you think about you know, the dads that are coaching a 10 and under team or are coaching the, the local rec team, but you still know that, you know, when, when they get a down minute at work, they're, you know, thinking about practice. And when they ha- have a 15 minute break in their schedule, they're on the phone calling a couple of kids to see if they can't recruit them to join their team. You know, and then, you know, when they get home at night, you know, they're listening to softball podcasts because they're trying to, you know, on the ride home, they're listening to everything fast pitch and coach prep, trying to learn a few more things to do a better job with their coaching when they get to practice with their teams. And we need you know, to keep that rolling. And Christmas list for gifts from the family or coaching books and coaching videos and, you know, a, a trip to the NFCA convention and those kinds of things. Those people are the ones that obviously are coaching and love coaching and should stay with it. If I'm like the, I used to be that guy, but now I'm kind of, well, 
Conventions in Louisville this year. I'm not really sure I like Louisville, so I'm not going to go. Well, you know, I used to like that podcast. I, you know, those guys you know, used to sound like they were really helpful, but I'm just not that interested in what they have to say anymore. Well, I don't really need any more softball books for Christmas. How about you buy me a uh, you know, new TV? And all of a sudden we start to see the shift. You know, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just natural, normal. But if we're starting to feel that shift, that might be you know, the softball gods conspiring indicator. to tell us that you know, maybe you know, if the passion's not there. Because if you have to try to fake it, if you're coaching and you don't really want to be doing it, everybody suffers. And you know, to go out, retire on top or retire on a high note versus hanging around a little bit longer. You know, the you know, perfect example is uh, you know, Coach Candrea retired a couple of years ago with the most illustrious college careers ever, possibly. You know, certainly one of the best ever, and got to retire on the high note of you know, taking that last team to the Women's College World Series. So it doesn't really get much better than that. If they would have won the national championship, I suppose that would have been the only the thing that could have been better. Piece, yeah. um, but even in that case, you know, somebody who's a professional coach, you know, getting well paid to coach their team, you know, they eventually get to the point where, okay, that's enough is enough. And so I think we have to always be, you know, trying to find that balance. And again, you know, there's a, a line in a movie I just saw the other day that quitting while you're ahead and quitting aren't the same thing. Well, retiring from coaching or getting retired from coaching are not the same thing. And so um, making sure that we're, we're kind of planning ahead and, and going out when it's, you know, feels like it's the right thing for you instead of feeling like, you know, your whole team quit because you're so out of touch that nobody wants to play for you anymore. And we're definitely not encouraging people to step away, but we got to continually take a look at what's going on around us so right. that we can be a Happy and effective and... Right. Well, and you, you yeah. touched on something. You know, how, many, how many dads or moms get roped into coaching because if, if they don't coach, their kid doesn't get to have a team? Right. Well, that have to at the beginning, you know, because it's so new, you know, that kind of morphs itself into a little bit of excitement and a little bit of a challenge and a little bit of fun to prove that I can do it. And even though I don't really know anything at all, I'm going to try to at least, you know, fake my way through it and, and, be and, and do enough to... You know, to show everybody that, you know, that I, I could do a good job with this challenge. And that's a whole different thing than, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years later. It's like, well, I suppose I have to coach. Right. That's and, what I do. And then the enthusiasm falls off, the, the passion falls off. And then what used to be a challenge now feels like a chore. How do I know when to retire? I think the, the two words we just talked about, challenging, exciting, fun, or chore, mundane, routine. If we're on the second group of words when we're thinking about what coaching means to us... Take a look at handing it off. It might be time to, to let, let your older daughter age back in and let her become the coach and you can be the assistant. That then would, that should be fun again. That would be ideal. All right. So how do you know when to retire? It's going to change for everybody. It's going to be different for everybody, but we want to make sure that we're always thinking about it because if it doesn't feel like you're being a productive part of a successful story, then you have to wonder if, uh, if there might not be somebody better at the, at the helm of the ship. Let's keep it exciting no matter which side of the fence we're on, right? For sure. So that's going to wrap up number 220. Make sure you support the Anderson Bat Company and become a patron if you can. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Check out the fastpitchprep.com website. You can order your Square Cuts training discs there. You also have access to the YouTube channel and the blog posts. Lots of information available to you. Make sure you check that out. And um, as always... Contact us with questions, ideas, suggestions at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.